This is IQMZ Tech, episode 19, recorded Monday, the 23rd of September, 2019. Hello and welcome to IQMZ Tech, the show where we talk about some of the biggest tech news stories with people who are passionate about all things electronic. And I'm your boy Owen J.J. Stone, a.k.a. O-Doctor. Uh, it's not doing it for me. I'm Anthony Lemos, a.k.a. Fameless Amos. Maybe this will do it for you. I figure that you're not the only one that deserves to get the amusing SMR sound effects that I got going on right now. This cone going through my beard. That's what this is. If you listen to audio. Oh, it's amazing. I, 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 I think it's just you making the sound that you imagine your beard would make in the microphone. <laughs> Apparently, you just don't understand how SMR works. Yeah. Your, your eyes are deceiving your ears currently, and you just can't contemplate. Is this, is this, the is this sounds? Is this fully of beard SMR? <laughs> Look, 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 look. You still got a little bit of hair up top, but you ain't got no beard, so you don't know the sounds that uh, be going through my beard, okay? Uh, fine, but, fine, fine, fine. If I had my choice, I wouldn't have much hair up top either, because that's just annoying. <laughs> uh, YouTube announced Thursday that they were changing the way channels or were awarded verified status, including removing the status from all channels that didn't meet their new standards. The outcry was immediate on Friday. YouTube reversed their position almost entirely, except, get this, now they will verify a channel's authenticity before granting them verified status. That seems like something they should have already been doing, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I this came on my radar because... Uh, Shwood, Brian Brushwood posted the email that he got and I'm like now I, I'll be honest I don't I, I'm subscribed to all Shwood stuff because he's my people he's our people's uh, family basically but I watch episodes as they come across to me mm-hmm. I, I just know that in the world of YouTube he's got millions of subscribers <laughs> he's had them for a very long time he's got Tens, if not hundreds of millions of views. He's been on National Geographic's, like, quote-unquote legit programming. Mm -hmm. And he got that letter. And I'm like, if he's not verified to know how, who's verified? (laughs) Who's getting verified? The president? Like... Um you you you, for, you forgot that he was on Penn and Teller's Foolus, in which case he he did not fool Penn and Teller. But, I mean, this (laughs) is not... Shwood is not someone who doesn't have an IMDb page or anything, you know, like he's, yeah. he's there. Yeah. Oh. Like it, it, I I just don't understand. Well, I do understand. YouTube is terrible. Currently <laughs> we're on YouTube. So if you're seeing this on there, please hit the subscribe button. Cause I know a lot of you guys watch it, but I haven't hit the subscribe button yet. And, so if you, if you and, happen to be there, you should just hit the subscribe button. And, and if Before you I smash, you yeah, if you smack the bell, it works better. So go ahead and smack yeah. the bell too. Yeah. 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 Hit the bell, hit the subscribe. So, um, <laughs> that being said, YouTube is becoming a corporate monster and it's hurting itself. The things it should be doing, it doesn't do. It says that they want to protect children and the comments on children and all these people that put their kids on the internet, and they don't. They don't block the comments. They don't uh, check on these videos. I mean, I do a show with my daughter. I waited till she was of age enough to tell me she wanted to do content, and so far, we haven't even done videos on YouTube yet, really. 
She's done like two or three on her own that she wanted to do, but we do a podcast ago. I haven't even put on video yet yeah. because I know that there's creepo guys out there looking for girls in bathing suits and young girls that are five and six pedophiles, basically. Yep. Drooling over this stuff, and and if you're not protecting your kid or thinking about it, it's just not smart for you to do. So YouTube isn't even doing those things that they keep saying they're going to do. They're not implementing those moves. But then they do stuff like this, where if you're a creator, like okay, you get scared to death. You're like, whoa, I need to do something. There is a backup system in place right now. I, I like uh, I don't know if you've seen it before, but it's called Library. Hmm. Um, I don't know how you spell it. It's off the top of my head. I'll show you after the show. But anybody looking for it, look, put in video uploading on library. This site is ambiguous. They let you upload what you want because the other thing YouTube's doing is censoring people. So, I mean, not for nothing, Russia aside, if you have a different political view and you're posting videos, YouTube will suppress you or even take down your content. Now, my thing is who's ju- who's – making the call on that to say what's good and what's bad on your political views. If you're using too much foul language, YouTube is sub- subduing your views. Um, DeFranco was getting crushed from his subscribers not seeing his videos. People that actually want to see his videos, he knew his metrics were off, and that is just YouTube suppressing him. So I don't know what they're doing, but they backtracked on this ASAP to do something that they should have done in the first place. So this is all about YouTube trying to control their algorithm to present the product that they think that their viewers want, not necessarily one that their creators can effectively utilize, which especially with YouTube being the biggest game in town, you don't have much of a choice to go anywhere else and just live there alone. Unless you are like, if you're on Vimeo, but you're contracted with them, you can actually make some money. But other than that, it's all about the views. And it's in YouTube's best interest to suppress channels that have the highest views, except for the ultimate top tier that keep bringing people to the channel. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're not one of the top 5%, then it, it benefits YouTube to suppress you because then they're paying you less ad revenue. And it doesn't appear that they're losing anything because they still have that top 5%, which brings everybody to the site. So this, yeah, they, they is, this is just YouTube messing around with the algorithm, trying to save money and whatever. It, YouTube's trash. Yeah. Uh, but hit the like button and subscribe. Hit the bell. Uh, all that good jazz, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a product of necessity. Nobody wants to be there. It's something where everyone has to be because you have – just like using Skype. We only use Skype because it's the only one that works the way we need it to. Yeah. I mean, unless you're doing your Patreon right, which – uh, we're going to re- be relaunching Patreon for this uh, site soon. But unless you're using Patreon, right, there, there, it is hard to monetize your content, especially when you are getting a lot of views. And the fact that they can cut off your monetization at will now also. Right. They, they're also cutting monetization for people for things that aren't infringing on anything like that. They just say, oh, we don't, quote, unquote, want to be in business with you. And, yeah. okay, but this, they'll still keep those views going. This isn't quality content. Well, yeah, that's not what we're there for on YouTube for. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> quality is subjective, and that's why the three people that are listening to this podcast think they know what quality is. And I appreciate <laughs> you. Next story: iOS 13 has finally arrived, and the reviews are in. I'll summarize the Verge here: No slowdown. Dark mode is great. the The Photos app is more usable. The volume bar is fantastic. Apple's Maps improved, and the Reminders app is more useful. 
the volume bar is the best thing about it besides the dark mode and yeah. that's just because i'm biased because i'm black but the <laughs> the volume not being in the middle of the screen not taking up the whole screen when i may or may not be watching porn and i figure out it's too loud and i just need to lower the volume but i still want to keep the view you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just it's impressive i'm joking it's, it wasn't the porn that first made it was instagram instagram and a volume button going up on the side when you're trying to tap it to make it allow sound is one of the most annoying things it's already a 60 second video now I had to tap it to get the sound. I had to raise the volume. I've already lost 10 seconds of the video. I can't fast forward or scrub it. So now I've got to rewatch this trash video again for another 60 seconds. So speaking thank of, you. Thank you. Thank you for the volume. button. speaking of quality content, um, the volume bar was the first thing that I noticed even before I switched my phone over to dark mode. And I've been on the developer beta since its initial release since day one. And I haven't experienced much of a slowdown. Uh, of course, there was the early beta battery issues, but that kind of went away. So I'm back to normal again. Um, I've been in dark mode since June. Is it June? WWDC is in June. So I've been in dark mode since June, and it's just getting better. Uh, more apps are allowing you to use dark mode. And this just, it's really, it's really iterative, iterative but it's nice. These are just quality of life features that are that are enhanced. And I will agree the Photos app is better with the new sorting. Oh, no doubt the Photo app is better. The Photo app is so much better, it almost makes me want to get the 11 just to have a widescreen camera and actually really utilize the the availability in the, in the camera app now. Yeah. Uh, before, you'd have to go inside of other apps and edit it later and do other things. And so now that it's native, it's a lot better. Yep. Uh, dark mode. I remember using Nocturne on my Mac when I used to run Mac back in the day, and that was like ten years ago. So thanks yeah. again, Apple, for <laughs> finally getting a cookie and giving us dark mode. The one thing I do have a problem with is, is I'm living in this dark lifestyle. I'm a caveman. I haven't changed my underwear in four days. I have not seen the sun, and then I open up an app that isn't dark, and I feel <laughs> like I'm ah, I feel like Dracula ah. The sun, like it, yep. it, it really like shocks your brain after you've been flowing through in the dark lifestyle for a little bit. But as you said, more and more apps are uh, converting. I, I will say that everyone, and rightfully so, harasses Apple about waiting too long to add features. And typically, the excuse from Apple fanboys like myself is, "Oh, well, Apple waits until they can get it right, and it's not buggy, and it works everywhere the way it's supposed to work," which is fine. But I want to point out that. As far as I know, and I could be wrong on this, but as far as I know, Windows still doesn't have a dark mode, but Catalina does, and it's amazing. Uh, you might be right about that, but I think there is an app kind of like Nocturne. But, but again, you now can... you're talking about another app. I'm talking about the general user interface. Like, why doesn't Microsoft have a dark mode in Windows that isn't just some skin that changes my bars darker, but doesn't actually change the content at all? Like, I'm just saying, they may be behind, but they're still ahead. You're shut up. <laughs> You're not behind, but still ahead. Get, get out of here. Read the next story before I stab you in the chest. Anything else about um, iOS that we like? Well, here's the thing uh, we're going to go into real dark mode here because the next article is one about Edward Snowden revealing why he became a whistleblower. And as 
is only right. I couldn't access the article. Not a chance. The link didn't come up or anything. Really? Yeah. Okay, so that's weird. Because when I clicked on it, I got a banner thing or whatever. And it was one of those, do you want to subscribe and buy this? And I said, no, thanks. Then I reloaded the page and then it loaded for me. So that is funny. That nope. <laughs> I I tried so many. I tried to reload it so many times. It it, it now I'm out of free articles for the month. Re- okay, that's <laughs> so, that's super. So now I can't bring it up anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so what, can yes. you tell to tell us about Edward Snowden and why he uh, why he became a whistleblower? So long story short, Edward wants to come home. He's tired of living in a Russian cave. He's tired of being moved around. He's tired. He's basically in jail without being in jail. Mm-hmm. And he gives a very reasonable explanation of democracy and hope and just wanting to shine a light on dark places. And he wants a fair trial. It's interesting to me that he thinks now he can get that fair trial with Trump as president. Not that the president has anything to do. You know what I'm saying? Not that the president has anything to do with a trial of a civilian like this. But the president can have a large sway in what happens for him coming home. And it's interesting that he believes now is the time that he could come back here to get that fair trial. Mm-hmm. Now, is it better to be in jail in America or live in freedom moving around overseas? What, what do you think? I mean, they let Chelsea Manning go. So, and and I've never been against Snowden in the first place, so I'm slightly biased on this. I I understand he broke the law, but that's the whole point of being a whistleblower is that you go against the the, the what people are, are the, you know the status quo in order to bring light to a situation that you feel is wrong, and it definitely was wrong. Like yeah, he so made. He, and a lot of people that I that I talk to about it, they're like, "Well, he went about it the wrong way." Well, no shit, because he didn't feel he had any other choice. He would have been. He would have been fricasseed. Not even fricasseed. He would have been killed. He would have been accident on the side of the road, face down, passed out in a pie, slipped and fall in a shower. Like he would have been dead. Like mm-hmm. if he didn't go about it the way he did, he would have been assassinated. And I, I, I have no qualms with saying that. Because what he did was crack the dam and then even things that he wasn't thinking about happening flowed out from that. So someone would have had the foresight to kill that man. So I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if he should go free, quote unquote. I'm thinking like a two-year Fed, club Fed type thing. Let him out. Tell him he can never use a computer again. Let him go on about his life type situation. Right. Uh, that's that's where I feel should happen for him. Again, to me, the most interesting thing is that he thinks that this current regime is would be the regime to try to yes, the best opportunity for him to come back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't trust this re- regime in any way, shape, or form. So much yeah. so that I retired from the military because of it. But he, but he does. So it's interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, maybe he knows something we don't know. Uh, he definitely knows something we don't know. <laughs> That's M- maybe factual. maybe he has dirt since he's been in Russia hey. this whole time. Maybe he's got dirt on uh, on Trump, and he's like, "Well, everybody else is cashing in on this hey. shit." 
that's on the nose. Tech pioneers in Silicon Valley are turning to digital therapy to help them with life's woes. Uh, I'm supposed to be hitting this button right here. A new app-based platforms are popping up to connect people to their perfect therapist, log their moods, and in some cases, provide therapy through the app itself. This has brought a whole new slew of privacy concerns and data mining, all without direct legal privacy laws to protect consumers. Is this another tech fad or genuine next-level wave of the future? Now, me being Odakta and all. You, you, remiss- you are the, the subject matter expert here. I, I I would be remiss if I didn't say two things. One, back in 2008, I used to do something similar to what I'm doing now, but I used to do it a lot better. I had five podcasts. I did five, one, one different one each day. And one of them was Ask O Doctor, where people would write in stuff and I'd tell them about themselves and I would give them advice instead of asking them questions about their life. I would just say, you suck, change this. And it was very <laughs> popular and people enjoyed it. And I thought to myself, I could make millions before I got sued for not being a real doctor. Now, fast forward to today, and I'm sure some of these, most of these people are real doctors, but a lot of these people are also life coaches now. You know, the life coach thing is really big and stuff like that. So uh, I'm just saying that if you need therapy and you can't afford it and you think that I could help you, just email me uh, because I think I want to get back into this game. That's the first thing, <laughs> long-winded advice to say. The second thing I have to say, just so you know for clarification about myself, I've seen three therapists in my life. One is a child at eight years old. Uh, one when I was going through a breakup with the mother of my child, and then one directly after that um, psychiatrist because she didn't like what the first one said. <laughs> now, all three of these people, one woman, two men, that I never knew in my lifetime said the exact same thing about me. Like, it's almost verbatim. Hmm. Owen doesn't need therapy. He is who he is. He knows who he is. And he's not going to change. He might grow as a person, but he will not change. So much so that my ex was so mad that the the, the psychiatrist said that. She said, we need to see another one. (laughs) And so she told the second psychiatrist, I think he needs one-on-one counseling. And she looked at her and said the same thing the other one said and said, you need one-on-one counseling because (laughs) Owen is who Owen is. You met him. He was that way. He apparently is going to stay that way. You have changed and you have to deal with yourself. Now, me, personally, I know who I am. I've always known who I am. I am a scumbag and a horrible, trashy person while also being the finest, sexiest man on the planet and most giving, care-hearted human being and individual. I'm a 50-50 human being, okay? 50-50. Now, tech per- people out here... Perfect with flaws. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tech people out here, first of all, let's just talk about the fact that they've got the money to go get these digital therapists and pay them, okay? Because... Most people need therapy, can't afford therapy, or they grow up in um, cultures that don't approve of therapy. If you're African-American, if you're Asian, uh, I'm not quite positive about the Latino community, but these communities usually are anti-therapy. So it's, it's funny to me that the tech community has this article. It made me laugh. I think it's really great for mental health and the conversation that's going on. But woe is me. I'm making $300,000 and I have to borrow $500 because I live in an apartment with six other guys and I'm paying $3,000 a month rent. 
Oh, woe is me. I have to find an investor to pay a billion dollars in my app that doesn't make any money. And I don't know how I'm going to make any money, but I also need to buy a Tesla. (laughs) Oh, woe is me. So, I mean, take that for what you will. Uh, I know I've been rambling on for a minute about this, David. So why don't you jump on in here and tell me what kind of therapy you need. I'm here for you, brother. I'm on the couch. Uh, I've been to lots of therapists. You can tell. And I can say that uh, I I wouldn't get what I need from an app, but that's because apps can't prescribe meds. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. Woosa is not going to work for you. No. You know what? You know what I could try Woosa several times. Man alive. Okay. Ask a doctor app is coming back to life. I know what I can prescribe. I could prescribe some CBD oil and some CBD buds. Oh, man. I'm about to ball till I fall. Don't roll your eyes. Did you just roll your eyes? No, no, no. I I looked up here at my stash. Okay, you better. You better. Okay. I swear to Jiminy Christmas. (laughs) That was a good idea. And I could prescribe some CBD because now at least that's legal in like 99% of places to Mm. do. So I can get you something for your ailments. Oh, we about to ball till we fall, Amos. We about to be rich. Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I will believe it right after it happens. Twitter. Uh, last is- question. Last question. Do, do you believe? Do you believe in therapy? Of course. Okay. I semi believe in therapy if you get a good therapist. Right. Someone who works for you. Right. And it, yes, that is that's and, that's and, why and I've some- seen so many because I had sim- several that didn't. I didn't jive with. Yeah, you, you got to find the right one. It, it should be something where you get a second or third opinion very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for one and you do have insurance and you can't afford one, don't just see one. See at least two and yep. see how the interaction feels for you and what you're going to get out of it because not every system is for everyone. Okay. Right. Carry on. Twitter is changing the way users interact with replies by allowing original poster to hide them. The replies will still be visible to view- viewers if they so choose, but will remain hidden from view if the reader wants to follow the discussion as the original poster intended. Will this tame my Twitter feed or simply strengthen my bubble? This annoys me so much. So (laughs) I just experienced this in after the Eagles lost this weekend. And there's a local radio guy who was a clown. And he posted something that was atrocious. And I saw the replies. There were like, 90 replies. I go click the thing. I'm reading through them and I see like eight of them. And then I'm like, well, where are all the rest of them? And then there's like a little bar that you have to scroll down to because you you know, you try to refresh. You think it's just going to refresh. I'm thinking something's wrong with my phone. It's not refreshing. So I finally actually look at the little bar and it's really light and grayed out probably because I'm in dark mode and it says, uh, the rest of this content might be sensitive to your nature. Would you really like to see it? If so, click. And I'm like, why are you making me go through extra step? Now I got to click this thing and unload it. And everything was a F you and a son of a gun and your mom's a dog. And, you know, I'm just like, this is what I'm here for. This, <laughs> this, is, what, this, is, what, this is what I needed to know. I needed to know that I wasn't the only person that wanted to digitally punch this dude in the face. And you're hiding this from me? No, this is why we're here. We're okay. We're here on the internet for only two things to agree or to disagree. There is no other reason to be on the internet. Either I fully agree with what you say, 
and we're on this party boat together, or I think you're a stupid piece of trash that needs to fully understand the grasp of how much I disagree with you. And in disagreeing with you, I'm agreeing with 98% of the rest of the people in this comments, and that's what I'm here for. So you hiding this from me is pure, utter garbage, okay? If I didn't want to see it, you might as well do it like you do porn content where it tells me this whole uh, this whole page is sensitive nature, whatever. That I get. Okay, if you're if you're a young kid and you have to have to be on Twitter or whatever, and you stumble across, you know, Susie the gaggler or whatever, you don't want to see what's going on there. You have to actually like click into it and be approved because you're 18. That I get, but this is annoying, and it's slowing down my process of enjoying hate or joy. Okay, and I don't like it. What say you? I like this feature. I just want to be able to turn it on or off. Because people like you, you need to see all the comments. That's what you're there for. Me, I just want an easy feed to read. That's what I'm there for. So this is good for me. It's bad for you. If you could just turn it off, then everything's fine. We both get our way. Yeah, you, you tweeted something the other day to have me punch in air. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like You, you, you said something that was 100% factual. Mm. And it, it, it was true. <laughs> and it needed to happen. But at the same time, you know 1,000% why it's not happening. So I'm like, why did why did you even bother telling the truth if you know that nothing's going to happen? Okay? All right. It just, it, it just infuriates me and enrages me because you don't even like the internet. So what are you doing out here putting out this blasphemy, making me mad in the middle of a day? Shame on you. Because our democracy deserves better than what's out there. Oh, Lord knows it does. It's deserved better for the last 190 years since like 1885 or so. Anywhoosie, <laughs> not getting into that because that's not technology. Next story. Google is bringing new feature to, features to its Chrome browser. Uh, tab name previews, which I thought they already damn had, but whatever. Improved skinning for easy identification. A stacking feature that allows you to group tabs together on Android devices and the ability to send tabs to another device running the Chrome browser. All these seem to be obvious, but it's nice to see Google bringing new features to its 77th iteration of Chrome. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, This 31, week 30, on 30, Owen can count. 34, 35, <laughs> 36 tabs open on this Chrome browser, okay? <laughs> I got 36 tabs open. I got a 32-inch screen. Let me maximize it. I can't get no preview when I got that many tabs open. It, it don't matter what kind of update you're giving. We live in a tab world. All I need to know is this is YouTube. That's Vista Print. This is Twitter. All I need is logos. This is Google Docs. So, I mean, I, I put this in here because I laughed at myself because, again, I, I've i got three Chrome tabs open. I've got two Explorer tabs open, and I've got three Firefox tabs open. Like, your iterations don't mean anything to anyone who's actually using the product. The only thing that matters is they make it a little faster with less background bloat, which it seems either my computer's just really fast and it doesn't matter anymore, or they have tweaked things in that nature because before it used to be a drain on the economy to have open 30 plus tabs on your browser. So, I mean, yay, 
uh, whatever you think that you did, Chrome. Uh, these are things that just like it's what what do you I mean the the stacking feature on Android is is fine I I understand you can stack to group and things like that that's cool all the rest of everything that they put on here was why why bother it yeah it, just come out with it don't don't bother announcing it or anything else just do it. And why hasn't it been done for like the last 20 years? I felt bad for them, so I put it in there so we could talk about it. I mean, because if you go this far out, you want press. Let me give you some press again for the 17 people that are listening to our podcast. They need to understand that Google Chrome is tabbing on tabs on tabs now. So good luck. God bless you. So there's that. Uh, it's time for Four Gravity. Do you want to supercharge your building powers in WordPress? For Gravity has got you covered. For Gravity offers a suite of Gravity Forms add-ons that allow you to schedule automatic reports of your form submissions, generate editable PDFs for your customers' data, and set form-level permissions that prevent users from accessing settings they shouldn't be able to. We love For Gravity, and if you make forms, you will too. Supercharge your forms today at forgravity.com. To which I say, For Gravity! <laughs> All right, here it is. It's time for five on five. We'll take five headlines from last week and give our quick impression of each. And of course, as is the tradition now, I changed it up just a little bit and, and just uh, gave, got, got the first paragraph of each of these these uh, stories instead of trying to come up with my own junk. So, quick, quick. <laughs> per yeah, so ZDNet, quick, quick is better than one word. Continue. I'm sorry for cutting you off. ZDNet. Microsoft has launched a 44-part series called Python for Beginners on YouTube, consisting of three to four-minute lessons from two self-described geeks at Microsoft who love programming and teaching. This is great. You want to learn something? You don't know it? There you go. It's free. This, that's what I put this in here for. The link will be in the show notes. And if you want to learn a little Python, go get yourself a little Python. I mean, you might like the snake. You might not. I don't know. But just try it. It's fun. <laughs> I agree, and ev I think everyone should learn at least a little bit of programming because it teaches you some very basic skills that help out in many aspects of life. Uh, this isn't super technology, but it's technology. Factcheck.org. President Trump has repeatedly criticized energy efficiency light bulbs, saying that the bulbs are that the bulbs people are. <laughs> I forgot who I'm reading after. That the bulbs people. <laughs> are being forced to use are more expensive, contain hazardous gases, and give off light that is not as good as incandescents. Experts, however, say that the outdated and inaccurate description of the current technology. Um, all you need to know is this is on factcheck.org and re uh, refers to Donald Trump and uh, a light bulb. Do you think the technology's come a long way or what? Do you do you do you want to bust a bulb over your head and see gas come out or I, you drop it and have a little LED wire not do anything? Like what do, right. what do you want? And the LED bulbs are like made of a plastic housing now where they don't even break really when you drop them. I mean, oh grandpa, I mean just shut up. Why are you talking about light bulbs? My oh. my whole house is full of LEDs. 
That's the whole world is full of LEDs. The only thing the LEDs have ruined is movie going in Los Angeles because now all the lights are white instead of yellow. So when you shoot movies, they have to color correct all the mood lighting from the city. That's about the only thing that these lights have ruined in life are movies. <laughs> They're color correcting anyway. TechCrunch says that Netflix has just scored a major content deal that could help it stem the loss of subscribers as competition among streamers heats up. The company announced it is acquiring the global streaming rights to the popular sitcom Seinfeld, which will bring all 180 episodes of the Emmy winner to Netflix subscribers starting in 2021. The caucasity of this purchase. Okay, so it was on Hulu before. Who left on this planet has not seen Seinfeld or Friends? I mean, unless you're like 12 and you're just getting out of YouTube videos all day, every day. Who is left to watch this series? Now that Netflix finally bought it, I'm like, who's really going to watch? Who was on Netflix saying to themselves, I've never watched Seinfeld. Oh, thank God Netflix finally has it. I don't understand. But again half a billion dollars has got to be worth it. I wish I was on like four episodes of Seinfeld. I'd be living off of the royalty checks for the rest of my days. I have not seen all of Seinfeld because I really didn't like Seinfeld. The Caucasity. (laughs) I'm taking back your Caucasian card, sir. You are not a true Caucasian. My bad. Next story. You don't know about the big salad? The big (laughs) salad! Um, <laughs> so, uh, keeping in line with that, TechCrunch Friends is going to some new neighborhoods at HBO Max streaming service and AT and T's Warner Brother Media. Oh my God, that's so much! That's such a big mouthful. AT and T's Warner Brother Media has a big deal reportedly worth a billion dollars for ex- exclusive streaming rights uh, for syndication rights for The Big Bang Theory over the next five years. A billion dollars for. Big Bang Theory. For a show that's over. And Friends. Yeah. And Big... Not for nothing. I mean, I guess I have the spinoff of it. Is Big Bang Theory even that great? After What's-His-Name and What's-Her-Name got married, I was pretty much done with the show. I was like, okay, well, that's that's good. Uh, Sheldon's still being Sheldon, but I don't really know what else I missed. My wife and I watched every episode together for the first like six seasons, and then I deployed, and then we never got back into it. I still find the show funny, but I don't know if I sh- if I find it a billion dollars funny. But at least someone's yeah. making money off it. Yeah, and I don't know if I could rewatch it a lot. I guess some things have rewatchability to people. Yeah, I mean, but- they're qu- they're quoting friends and such. I, I don't. I just don't hear many people talking about Big Bang like that. Yeah, I mean. Well, because most, every people C- most people aren't smart enough to quote that show. <laughs> and it's a CBS show. CBS shows are like that. They're, they're cult followers on CBS. Oh, number one show in America. Who's watching it? Who's talking about it? Who, I haven't even seen a, a trending topic from a CBS show since 1988. I don't know. Mm. Th- anyway, next story. Uh, finally, Forbes. After a stock market debut two years ago floundered, Snapchat has made a strong comeback. Its shares have risen nearly 200% in 2019, outpacing the broader market and easily eclipsing the rest of its peers in the technology sector. Children, children, children. I believe that children are our future. Give them Snapchat and let them lead the way. (laughs) Show them all the filters they can hide inside. Their parents can't find shit, and so they use it every day. I believe long ago, 
Social media has a very dark shadow. I could keep going, but I won't. It's Snapchat, okay? These kids are out here snapping. I mean, I'm on my daughter's Snapchat. She's out here snap, snapping. They're giving each other's location. They know where each other is at all times. It's creepy. Snapchat is for kids, and that's where they're at, and that's why it's making money, because they have to watch those ads. The ad revenue is way up. And four years after I first started using the app, I still can't figure out where the fuck the menus are. <laughs> I hope you out, Grandpa. We'll have a we'll have a snapathon, and uh, I'll show Snapchat. you how to work it. Oh my and gosh, I, I hate Snapchat. I just love the filters, dog. I'm just here for the filters. <clears throat> nope. Uh, even the filters, right. like some of them are fun, but I just using the app in general is just annoying. And this is from a guy that doesn't really like the internet or SMASSR. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Yes. Yes, I hate the internet. That's why I produce so many podcasts. Exactly. You're trying uh, to ruin it. I am IQMZ Tech <laughs> records live every Monday morning. Uh, we will eventually start streaming these. Uh, you know, whenever Owen gets uh, gets rid of his butterflies, you can be part of the show by emailing tech at iqmz.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at iqmz. I'm your boy on JJ Stonegate Doctor. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram. I'm on anything that's useful. And if I'm not there, you shouldn't be either. So if I'm not there, just log off and quit. Uh, thanks for watching the show. We'll see you next week. Ah. <sighs>